Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Anybody knows that that was a remixed version. That's the playoff, playoff version of the Bruce Springsteen effort right there. Did you know that? Andy? No, I didn't There's, realize. It's a that. remix. Wow, that's yeah, good stuff. It's a remix, uh, but we had to play it because why? Joining us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline, the man who loves the boss, the man who covers the Browns for the Chronicle Telegram. You can read all of his fine work, all of his coverage at BrownsZone.com. He is Scott Petrak. Playoffs, baby. Here you go, Scott. Yeah. How about that? What's going on, guys? How about that? Um, before we get into playoffs, do you care about anything that happened yesterday other than perhaps um, Shelby Harris and Cedric Tillman? Um, yeah, I think Shelby Harris is going to be okay. He told me after the game he was fine. Right, um, yeah, the Tillman thing is obviously worrisome. Add to that list there. Um, you know, the only other thing, like from a game perspective, I, I'm curious what they're going to do with the backup quarterback. And, you know, hopefully it doesn't matter at all. Right. But in this season where you've used so many quarterbacks, it's in my head. So I don't know if Jeff Driscoll did enough yesterday. I don't know if they saw what they wanted to, to make him the number two over PJ Walker. Um, but I have a question there, but other than that, you know, there wasn't a whole lot to, to watch down there. Do you think they played Driscoll looking and brought him in looking to see and clearly you needed an extra one this week if you're going to sit Flacco. But did they play Driscoll because they wanted to see if he should be the backup quarterback, or did they play Driscoll because P.J. Walker is the backup quarterback? I, I think they played Driscoll because they want to see if he could be the backup quarterback. Okay. Yeah. All right, What? give me the uh, – give me any negative takeaways. I'm not trying to be negative, but – Give me any negative takeaways. Yeah, Andy, I know. Andy I wants just, you to be negative, Scott. I, I'm Go not ahead. saying. I mean, so what? You know, we had some calls yesterday in the post game show here that were like, you know, I've been a Browns fan since 1902, and even though they didn't exist, I knew in the future I would be. But um, you know, I, I, Cincinnati, we can't lose to them. I, I, come on, no one cares. Oh, no, there's there's nothing from there. I mean, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, besides the injuries, I don't think there's a negative there. Um, I, I was surprised, I guess, that the Bengals played as many starters as they did. You know, Joe Mixon was out there a bunch. Played almost I, all I game. The, well, they were probably thinking well, I, he's gone anyways. We might as well get whatever's left right. in the car before we I mean, I, have to turn this thing back in. Yeah, like I thought the Browns might would go down there and win. I thought they, you know, they had this momentum. I didn't think Cincinnati would take it that serious, but they had all their guys out there for a long time. So um, if I had known that, I don't think I would have gone with the Browns to win, but you know, like, I don't think it's in any interruption in their momentum. You know, they'd won four in a row. They played great. They didn't, you know, they didn't play their guys and they have the quarterback out there. That's been responsible for this four game winning streak. So I, I just think it was the right move. I think you had to make that move. Um, you know, I even, I walked up to White Teller when he was leaving the locker room yesterday and he'd played every snap, right? The, all these injuries, the injuries across the offensive line, he played every snap. I said, did you want to play today? He's like, no. He goes, I want to play in the playoffs, and I want to be as fresh as possible for the playoffs. So I think that's the right attitude. 
and they're going to come back to practice tomorrow and, you know, be focused on Houston, and that's all that matters. Scott, I have a friend who has some good contacts in Baltimore, and he heard from some of them, and they said, you know, it's only a matter of time before Joe Flacco blows up and it, it goes south. And I thought, eh, I'm not buying that necessarily. Are, are you buying that? I, because I, I think he's been dropped into a situation here that was so similar to the situation he was in in Baltimore yeah. where he had a really good defense and he was allowed to kind of sling it a little bit. I agree with that, Jeff. Um, you know, the question since he took over is, is this sustainable? And, you know, I know it's only five games and it's not a giant sample size, but it feels like enough of a sample size to me that it is sustainable. That doesn't mean he can't come out Saturday and throw three interceptions and they lose. Like, that's entirely possible. But that's possible with every quarterback, right? Um, is he a little more prone to interceptions than some guys? I think so just because of the way he plays the game. He's not afraid to throw in the tight windows. He throws it downfield. I think that lends itself to the potential for interceptions. But he's thrown it so well. I think he feels so comfortable and confident. And you're right, he's surrounded by a great situation. I don't think he goes in saying, even though he's been throwing it 40-plus times a game, I don't think he goes in saying, I need to throw for 350 for this team to win. It's just happened that way. Because your defense can go anywhere and shut the team down, because you have Amari Cooper and David Njoku, and I think the run game, you know, what they did in that Jets clinching game adds confidence to the run game. And now I feel like they'll be more balanced. We'll see if they can run it against Houston because they didn't run it against Houston on Christmas Eve. No. But if they can get a balance to help him out, um, you know, I don't, I don't have those concerns. I mean, it could happen, but I, I think Joe Flacco – you know, you wouldn't take him ahead of Patrick Mahomes or, you know, Lamar Jackson, but I like him in these matchups. Like, I think he gives you a chance in any of these playoff matchups, which is truly remarkable given where he was two months ago. I agree. Um, I, as far as injuries are concerned, so this extra week off for some of these guys like Amari Cooper, um, you know, even Juan Thornhill, Greg Newsom, even Dustin Hopkins, which I know that we're not going to get anything. From Kevin, what's your gut on some of these guys that have been out for a little while that got some rest, and could they be back this weekend? Yeah, I feel good about Cooper. I feel good about – I mean, Miles didn't play yesterday, and they ruled him out with – I think it was a hamstring, but, you know, he's going to be fine. So you got Miles, you got Amari Cooper. I feel good about them. Greg Newsom um, told me he'd run, and he feels good. So I think he's out there. I think he's fine. Um, I think the questions are Cedric Tillman, obviously – I think Dustin Hopkins is still a question mark. Hasn't kicked since Christmas Eve in Houston, at least as part of practice, right? He's been out. Um, I think you got to be concerned about that. Uh, Thornhill, you know, that cast has been bugging him for a long time. He had been practicing, then he went out again Thursday. So I think he's, you know, I think we're uncertain about him. And then it's, I think another question mark is Grant Delpit coming off that coin surgery. Like now he's eligible to come off IR. Um, you know, it's kind of a four- to six-week injury. It's been four weeks. Um, we'll have to see if he's ready. But, you know, obviously they could use one of those two safeties to help out the young guys on that back end. So, for me, you're watching Hopkins, Thornhill, and Delpert are the ones that jumped in my mind. And it was good to see double O on the field yesterday, too. I mean, I don't, he's he's got to be looking oh, at yeah. surgery after this thing's all said and done. But I give him credit, man. He is plugging away. He wants to be in the playoffs. 
And when you think that you know you got a chance to go up against Houston and you're him, that you're going to do whatever it takes to get on that field. Yeah, he went to high school there. He was excited after the game. You know, he made a joke, and it didn't. I, I didn't put it in any stories because it was kind of. I thought it was hard to translate um, to the screen. Right. But you know, you, you know the joke about the NFL scripted. He's like, hey, I knew this was a script. They wrote the script for me to go back to Houston <laughs> in the playoffs. Um, so yeah, it's a great. I mean, talk about like the determination to try to fight through this torn pack and get out there. You're right. Probably will need surgery. I don't know if that's a you know official, but. Um, certainly is an option or possibility and he said he didn't feel limited he said the harness is a harness it felt fine because i played some rundowns i played some pass downs so i think that's key right you talk about pass rush and you got to help miles garrett out and you get your four guys you know then when you want to go fast you can go garrett and Jadari smith and oboe and an alex wright's got the second four straight games you can get those four guys on the field together and then elijah moore it feels similar to me it's obviously not the same injury and he didn't miss as much time but Coming off that scary concussion against the Jets, for him just to be able to get out there, he didn't get targeted or get any catches, but him to run around and play 10 days after, I thought that was a really positive sign. And with Tillman being a question mark, you're going to need more. Scott Petrak joining us. Chronicle Telegram, brownszone.com, where you can read all of Scott's work. You mentioned the running game against Houston on Christmas Eve, and it wasn't good. 30 carries for 54 yards. I would think, Scott, that Houston is going to do absolutely everything it can to control Amari Cooper as much as they can. That was the game where he had 265 yards. Yep. And Flacco just let it fly, and that combination was there. you got to figure that's what they're going to try and take away. Do the Browns have enough elsewhere where you think the running game can step up, where you think you know maybe uh, Elijah Moore has a game? Because I'm not going to let Amari Cooper beat me if I'm Houston. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And adjustments are going to be such a big piece of this. You know, I mean, they have the C.J. Stroud wasn't there, right? So that's a huge factor. But the adjustments that each side's going to make, especially Houston, what Houston's going to do to try to take away Amari Cooper. Um, You know, they run that, you know, they run a lot of that zone in the back end, and the Browns thought that they could take advantage, and they did. So I don't know if, you know, it's one of those things where does Houston go away from what it does? to try to take away Amari Cooper, or do they stick to what they do and, the, and it's just a bad matchup for them? We're going to have to see that. But to answer your question, Jeff, I, I think the Browns do have enough. I, I think they'll run it better. I would assume that they'd run it better. If Dave Njoku playing at a really high level, so if they take away Amari Cooper, there's probably less focus on Dave Njoku from a defensive standpoint. You have Elijah Moore. Um, and I, I think the biggest thing is Flacco has shown he can spread the ball around. Right? It's nine receivers this week. It's eight this week. It's nine the next week, seven the next week. So if they take, if they make it an emphasis to say Amari Cooper's not going to kill you, um, Flacco's shown he can throw to the guy that's open, and I think that's a really positive sign. Uh, looking at the AFC North and just seeing that, I mean, uh, unfortunately it came at the Browns' expense yesterday, but the, the Steelers being over 500, all four, I mean, it, it's amazing that all four teams were over 500 and that the Steelers made the playoffs in the seventh right. spot. Um, how much did the AFC that North is. help? the Browns as they embark on the playoffs? Yeah, I think that's a good point. I mean, it has to steal you, right, because you're playing these hard teams week in and week out. It's six matchups. It's really good teams, really difficult teams. You know, the Browns go 3-3 three and three in the division. You could probably say they were 3-2 and two in the division if you don't count that last game. Um, had never gone 4-2 and two in the North, so there's a chance to do that that obviously wasn't as important as resting your guys. But, you know, my biggest takeaway from the North success, Andy, is that's what we all expected. Right, like right. we thought this was going to be a really 
difficult division, a meat grinder. And for once, we were all right. Like, this division was really hard. Um, it had a top-tier team. Like, at the beginning of the season, we thought it was going to be Bengals. We're going to be that team. Then they have the injury to Joe Burrow. They have some struggles. And it winds up Baltimore's that, you know, the elite team. And then the Browns are, you know, pretty close behind them. And then there's Pittsburgh and Cincinnati who are better than most of the teams in the AFC and in the league. So it does show the strength. I think Pittsburgh, it shows what a good coach Mike Tomlin is, that they did not fall apart and they make this rally. You know, obviously they're helped by Jacksonville falling apart, uh, but Pittsburgh did what it needed to do, and that's a testament to them and their culture and Mike Tomlin. Scott, NFL question. What happens in New England with Bill Belichick? Oh, that's a great <laughs> – it, it feels like there's going to be a separation here, right? And it's not going to go on the way it is. Um, you know, I saw some of the comments Belichick made this morning. I think it was NFL Network, you know, and kind of put it in Robert Kraft's, Kraft's lap, right? That, hey, I'm here to work. I'm under contract. So it feels like it's getting set up for a trade that, you know, if Kraft's going to fire him or he's going to find a, try to find a team that he can trade Belichick, too, which would be incredible, right? The, perhaps the greatest coach in the league um, who won you all those Super Bowls and you trade him somewhere, right? To, for Gerard Mayo to take over? I mean, is that the plan? Like, he might be great, but those are really difficult shoes to step into for anybody. Like, who do they hire that you go, okay, you know, we like this guy better than Bill Belichick? It's like yeah. almost impossible, but it feels like it's headed in that direction. Scott, thank you, buddy. Look forward to your coverage all week and then for the playoff game coming up on Saturday. Thanks, guys. Scott Petrack joining us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Because remember, on Christmas Eve, that was the game when the Browns beat the Houston Texans, and they were up, what, 37-6 to early in the in the fourth quarter. And then Houston put a, up a couple of late – or 36-7, to that's what it was. Put up some late some late points. A couple and, David Bells. Yeah, it was – I'll call them exactly. David Bells moving forward. There you go. It was 36-22 final, but the Browns were up 36-7 in the game in the fourth quarter. But that's the game where Amari Cooper set a new franchise record with 265 receiving yards on 11 catches. And the Browns smoked them deep several times, two touchdowns. And Flacco threw for 368 yards and three touchdowns. If you're Houston, I would think the defensive plan this week, and you can't just do this, but point A on the Houston defensive plan has to be Amari Cooper doesn't go bananas again. So do the Browns have enough elsewhere, Andy, to do the job defensively but if, or offensively hey, against that Houston team? So I understand your philosophy and what you're thinking about, but talent is going to beat talent. So what are they going to do, triple team him? Well, I, I would think they're going to do something different than what they did the other day. The other day on Christmas Don't you, Eve, and the Browns would probably do something different. Too, well, that's right? yeah. but that's what I'm wondering. What, yeah. what might different be for the Browns? I don't. Maybe just you. I I don't think Houston. I don't can think take we're suddenly Amari out of the game. Yeah, I don't think we're suddenly going to become a running team this week. Do you? No, but tell me who you trust in the passing game other than Amari Cooper and David Njoku. All right, well, you took Njoku away from me. I know, I, know, I, I, I knew like you were going there, that. that's why I did. Because I trust him, he's a Pro Bowl tight end. Um, I don't, I mean, Elijah that, that Moore has... was starting to, why do you say, but like Elijah Moore was playing better with Joe Flacco than we ever saw him play in the beginning of the season, right? 
But, and I don't know why I've, you would. I've not seen Elijah. David Moore. Bell just had two touchdowns yesterday. I know you don't want to buy into that. No, but... I no, 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 no. That's not necessarily true. You know what I think of yesterday's touchdowns for David Bell? Great. Maybe that's maybe meaningless touchdowns late in the game. He still had to beat two guys. On well, both hold those on players. now. Yeah. Maybe meaningless touchdowns, two of them late in the game. Maybe that's exactly what he needs to kind of bust out a little bit. I'll buy that. And and. I, I, Legitimately, Andy, that might be true. I mean, do you want to start throwing a Kareem? I don't have a problem with that. Well, see, that's I, I think the Browns have to be ready to somehow combat the idea that Houston is going to double, do anything they can, to not let Amari Cooper get 150 yards receiving in this game. So I'm, I'm just wondering what that might be for the Browns. Might it be the running game? which really wasn't very good late in the season, but was pretty good in the last uh, game of the regular season, not against Cincinnati, against the Jets. It was pretty good. And we know they can run the ball. They ran it really well earlier on this season after Nick Chubb went out. I know you're going to get this right. You want to guess how many catches Kareem has this year? Oh, I'm sure you'll get it right. No, I won't. It's, uh, It's somewhere around 45. Uh, catches, receptions on the season? How many? 15. Oh, that's it? Yeah. All right, I thought he'd been getting the ball more. Why, uh, why did I miss only that 21 so targets. Hmm. 84 yards. Look, he's not, you would have thought he would have had more than He's that. not been the focal point of anything. What he has no. been is the short the goal line back where he's got, what, nine rushing touchdowns? I think the number is. I mean, he's been terrific in that situation. He has been the go-forward. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Word guy. Right? Yeah. When you need two or three yards, he will get you the two or three yards, and he will always fall forwards for you. And nine is the correct number for rushing touchdowns. Kevin is in Maryland. Hello, Kevin. Hey, Kev. Good morning. I just want to say I love your show. I've been listening to your show for the last three weeks. Thanks. I love the enthusiasm. Um, I'm a Ravens fan, but I'm a huge Joe Flacco fan, and he never loses – the first round of a playoff game. He's never lost. So I do believe you guys are going to win the first game. And I don't know how it's going to play out after that. But unfortunately, if you do get to uh, M&T Bank Ravens Stadium, I do think you're going to lose. Unless the, the Ravens are so rusty, then I think you guys could pull one over them. But um, I hope you guys go as far as you can until you play us. <laughs> Kevin, that's fair. We understand. But I, I do have a brown sweatshirt, and uh, I tell you what, we're really pulling for you guys. All right. Well, that's nice. All right, thanks, Kevin. Thanks. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Go ahead, say it. I, I see the look on your face, and I, I know what that look is. I, I appreciate the fact that he's listening to our show, so I'll leave it at that. I'll be. A, I'm going to take the high road, and uh, we'll call it a day. I'm being nice. Can I be what so you, you what you would normally be? I know. Look how much I've grown up. Can See I be what making so the playoffs? Can I be? Look what making the playoffs has done to me. Can I be you before you grew up? Yeah. I don't need Ravens fans rooting for my team.
Wow. I don't think accurate? I ever. No, I don't sound like that. Is that pretty accurate? I would have been much more methodical. Would, would like, the words have been exactly the same? No, I would have just said, no, there would have been a lot of bleeps in there. <laughs> I guarantee you there are a lot of Browns fans that feel exactly the same way what you just uttered. And I will tell you that my innards are saying the same thing that you just said. My innards. But at this point, I will move forward and uh, I look forward to another challenge against the Ravens who did lose to the Browns earlier this year. And I'll leave it at that. They grow up so fast. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, kids. We hardly knew him. Dominic is in East Rochester. Hello, Dominic. Hi, guys. How you doing? Dominic, what's up? Uh, this is what we've been fighting for for 18 weeks or so. So now we got I don't know if we, we really want. fought yesterday, but okay, I'll buy into it. 18, no, yeah. no, well, we won't count that one. You right. know, but what are you going to do? You know what? It goes to show you how bad the second or third strings are compared to first string in the NFL. True that, Dominic. You know, we've been talking for weeks about, I don't know which one of you was, but that, uh, you know, how you feel differently as you watch the games now. And and week by week, we didn't feel like, you know, we say, you know what, we're going to win this game. Instead of, you know, past years, we knew we were going to lose. And, and, you know, I don't need a guy calling and bringing up the Antichrist uh, from, from, from Denver. Uh, what's his, Elway, you know, I don't need that. I, I don't want to think about John Elway. But uh, I feel pretty good about this game. I, I, you know, I mean, we're good. We're good. Let me tell you something. Houston's just as worried about us as we may be about them. Dominic, and, I, know, I they, won't disagree with you on that. You know, yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't want to think too much past this week, but I do have to ask this question. If we win, when we win this game. There you go. Love that attitude, Dominic. There it is. Yes. When we win this game, we have to play Baltimore? Not necessarily. Okay. It's all about because, the seeding at that point, too. I, we, I mean, there is a path for us to have a home game week, too, too, but that's. That, well, it, that, that's uh, going to be a tough that, way to go. That, that, that would have to be Miami, would be, wouldn't it, Jeff? That would be swell. I think that's and the only way that would work, week, yeah. As we go through the season week by week, you know, that's why you want to win every game that you can to get this home game because this would be totally different. If we had a home game, nobody would beat us in Cleveland. I, I, I don't care who we play. You know, they, they could bring in an all-star team. They wouldn't beat our defense in Cleveland. Oh, I love but your you attitude. Love your attitude. Feeling pretty good about this game. Uh, we're going to have to run the ball. Same old tune. Playoffs coming along. You got to run the ball. I agree with you, Dominic. Yeah, thank Dominic, you, Dominic. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, I would think the only way we could get a home game week two would be is if Pittsburgh had to go play. Pittsburgh would play Baltimore because Pittsburgh would be the lowest seed. You need you would need us, Pittsburgh, and Miami to all win. All three road teams would have to win this weekend. Okay. It's the only way that happens. I, I don't want to look too far down that road. Okay. I liked it. I looked at that. List. I know you do. Yeah. You know, what, what Dominic just said, Browns are a better team than Houston. I think that. And I think it right now. Imagine, and, and you can't, and everybody has guys who get hurt. Imagine where this team might be, maybe not win-wise, but just as, as a prime for the playoff team. If you had even half of the guys who are out for the season playing right now. Mm. Could you imagine having Nick Chubb this week? That. Oh, I'd be so well, yeah. happy. Think about that. Think think if you had Dewan Jones. Think if you had Jack Conklin. 
You know, it's if you had half of those guys, and that's why I, and and you can't tell from year to year. You know, you want proof? Ask the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, they they sputtered to the end of the regular season, and I think the Eagles are pretty good. They were, you know, clearly record-wise the best team early on in the season. But I, I do think the Browns are better than the Texans now. So if you had half of the guys back, oh my goodness. I think this could be really something. Still could be. You know, it still could be. One thing that we're not going to have, Andy, is the whole, hey, Deshaun Watson playing the Houston Texans. That's true. I wonder if that would have put us in primetime. That might have put you in primetime. Can can we make a pact as a show? No. I want to hear the question before we make the pact. Okay. Okay. All right, well, I just want to say, is a pact on the table if the terms come to a decent okay. agreement? All right. Okay. All right. This is the last time we talk about Deshaun Watson. Go back to Houston. This is it. What I said was it's not a storyline. Yeah. Because it's not. Oh, it's it's the low-hanging fruit. It's well, going to come up. Well, no, I don't think it's a storyline. The man's not playing. And I think that's exactly the reason why we need to just lay it down. Just make the pack now. We're done. We're not going down that road. If we talk to someone from Houston, we're not asking them about it. We don't care. This is Joe Flacco's team for 2023. Deshaun Watts is 2024. Yeah, it's a long week. I'm not buying in. We might bring it up. <laughs> Okoronkwo is probably more of a going there to is. Exactly. Story. There go. That's the yeah. story that we could focus in on. I, I yeah, just we're, not gonna, we're not going to focus not, in you, on it, but Dan, it might come up. blind to it. I mean, we, we got oh, about 18 oh, more I'm hours. Willing of, to, I'm willing to put the hammer down and say we're not doing it on this show. Yeah. Yeah, well. Yeah, well. That's not happening. You're, you're one of you're one of three guys in the room. Oh, that's so. why I figured I'd throw it out there, put the pact on the table. Pact on the table. I mean, Apparently, it, the two of you want to keep warm. It's no, not. I, I just I just mentioned that it wasn't a big storyline. Jeff and I are in the Could same. Could you just calm this. down, please, sir? I would say I'm calm, actually. But yeah, I don't even understand why you're worried about it. Ray I don't Favre's think it's a big going deal. back to Green Bay because I don't want to deal with get him it. in that purple uniform. The funny thing was, I kind of wanted him to win. <laughs> He was so bitter, and it was so much fun. If Adrian Peterson held on to the ball, they would have won a Super Bowl that year. You know, the I'll take Texans, that to my grave. I, I was looking for something, Andy. I just wanted to double check. You know, hey, can we say this guy who they the Texans drafted with the Browns draft choice is going right. to hurt the Browns? They traded those picks. You know, they used one on Damian Pierce, one of the Browns picks. Right. Well, he's he's been beat out by Devin Singletary. And they took the other ones and traded the first rounders and moved around and everything else. So you can't even say, oh, look at the guy they got for, he's going to beat the Browns. You know, they use those picks in, you know, other transactions. It led to some good pickups for them, but Deshaun's not playing and really nobody who they got in a deal, as far as I can tell, with any of those picks is going to beat the Browns on Sunday. What could beat the Browns on Sunday? We're going to talk about Belichick. Let's do that next on Basket of Phelps. Get ready for the playoffs even more, Jeff, with you know what. Tell me, it's Andy. always game day in Cleveland. Daryl and I, you know what? We're sponsored locally by Smiley One and Bryant, Northeast Ohio's premier heating and cooling solution. Subscribe to the podcast at 923thefan.com or on the Odyssey app and make sure you are ready for whatever happens next as we gave you our post-game report last night where we talked about Looking ahead to, we didn't really care about the game yesterday. We talked more about Houston uh, in last night's post game, but uh, you should have cared. It was the more. Battle of Ohio, and the Browns weren't ready. They looked like hell. Ah, uh, well, you know, Jeff, twelve win seasons don't happen that often. Oh, I'm sorry. 
So uh, also you can so you can check that out there on the Odyssey app, and of course you can always watch us on YouTube. So a lot of folks, a lot of the kids hanging out on YouTube these days. You know, I'm just trying to sound cool and hip, but I'm not. Uh, but YouTube is really the you know, one of the places to go to watch this. YouTube makes you young and hip. No, it's just it's. I think it's more fun to watch it than it is to listen to it. But if you're in your car, that's the way you want to do it. You I watch listen, you every day, Andy. You want to listen to it on the Odyssey that's, app. It really gets. But me. it's me and Daryl, so that's <laughs> even more fun for you. Dare to dream of when we were sitting at home and doing the show for a year and a half, and we didn't have to look at each other. Are you still? You gotta let it go, man. It's been a while. <laughs> What's gonna happen in New England with Bill Belichick, and and what should happen, Andy? In New England, with I Bill can't. Belichick. I can't see him giving up power. Can you? I just don't. Well, see Well, I don't know that I, he's going to have a choice. Well, the question is: Is someone else going to give him that kind of power across the NFL? That's my question for you. Is there another owner in this league that's like, you know what? I'll take it. It's going to sell tickets. Some, some owner in the league, you would think, would probably tell Bill that he could be the general manager and head coach. However, I'd be really... You know where I'd love to see that? No. Vegas. Oh, that's not happening. Did you see him, Mark Davis? That's it not, would be that's great. The, I think it, it would be over at the press conference. Remember, remember, at the introductory wants, press conference. He's a Tom Brady guy. He, he wants to sell Brady a piece of the team for the major discount. So I can't imagine Belichick coming in. Hmm. Yeek. I, I just... I think it's become pretty clear... In the last, well, since Brady left, that Bill's general manager skills might not be what they used to be. Before you scream, well, it doesn't have Tom Brady. Well, maybe that's it. But here's the thing just because you have great players doesn't mean you're going to win. You know, Dan Marino is a great quarterback and had Don Shula. And Don Shula is a great coach, doesn't mean you're going to win. Bill had to help him do the job, and Tom obviously did a great job. And to me, that was a partnership. And I would think wherever Belichick coaches next year, if he coaches next year, and I would assume he does, he won't be the general manager. And if he is, I think that owner has made a mistake. That's a real possibility. I'll buy that. I'll buy into what you're saying. I, I just, It just seems weird. I can't see him leaving New England. Can you? I just, I, I just don't see him coaching anywhere else. I really well, don't. If you're New England, do you want him back? Bill, Bill had his press conference this morning at seven thirty, mm-hmm. and apparently that's the time he does his press conferences, Dano. Yeah, and apparently there's a massive snowstorm on top of it. On so. Monday morning at seven thirty, Bill does his press conferences that we usually hear here during our show when Kevin speaks. So, I can only imagine. Can you imagine the media in Boston? Oh, seven thirty. Are you? Anyhow, Let's be Bill, honest. Bill they're, spoke they're, this story. They're already uh, curmudgeons. Oh, sure. Bill spoke this morning. Mm-hmm. And, Dana, what did, he, what did he touch on? So we got a couple different things that Bill had to say. He was first asked about his status. I'm in a contract, do what I always do, which is, you know, every day I come in, work as hard as I can to help the team in whatever way I can. That's what I'm going to continue to do. As far as any, you know, decisions or direction or anything like that for next year is, you know, way too early for that. I, I'm sorry. It feels, it just doesn't feel right to hear Bill Belichick say, well, I'm under contract, so I'm going to do what I always do. It's like, come on, man. This might be the greatest coach we've ever seen in the game. I know Tom Brady. It might be the greatest coach, and it, it, it pains me, and I'm not a Bill Belichick fan. 
it pains me to hear him sound like any other coach who's an employee and knows he could get fired. It pains me. Yeah, I don't. I wonder if you're on an island because I don't have that I, I same. I, I don't have be. that same emotion. I think I might be right now. I, I just like it is what it is. It's the NFL. It's the guys get hired and fired all the time. How many guys do you I, think? I, but how many guys has he fired? How many coaches has he Andy, lost? This is along Bill. The way? Yeah. So what? It's Bill. So what? I do. I think he's the best. He's the. He's probably the greatest coach of my lifetime. That's a hard. That's a hard thing to judge, because a lot of it's about personnel. Right. But he's certainly in the con. If he's not, he's in the conversation. Sure. I mean, so, I, and it's it's. I mean, it's arguable. I mean, we we can all. It's a great debate. We could have at it, but I just. I, I mean, it's like knew, is Phil Jackson the greatest basketball? coach But did you ever, ever think that like he was gonna just walk away? Do you think Michael. he was gonna walk away on top? No way. I kind of hoped I, he would. There's just no. Bill Belichick is gonna go after they after the security guard walks him out. That's the way it's gonna roll. I, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. I, maybe if if Kraft was selling the team and he's like, you know yeah. what, I'm gonna go with Kraft and I'll just be like, hey, it's been a great ride. This is gonna be a new franchise moving forward. Blah 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 blah. I'm on to. Uh, shuffleboard. Maybe that's what he would say. Shuffleboard. Right? I, I just don't. You know, his daughter is a college lacrosse coach. Well, maybe he's going to go help her. What else did he say, Dano? Well, so then this was the question that came up because this is the one that everybody's kind of had an eye on, which is the future. In the event you are no longer the coach of the Patriots, would would you be interested in coaching for another team? Anymore? I'm not going to get into a lot of hypothetical situations. That pains me. Bill getting asked if you're not coaching the Patriots. Andy, what you said earlier about it's the NFL, you're absolutely right. It still pains me. I mean, come on, man, if you're not the coach of the Patriots. There's nothing wrong with that guy asking that question. No, there's nothing but, wrong with but that But that, here, here Bill Belichick is in that situation. I, it pains me. It's not like he didn't know these questions weren't coming today. No, I, I, I'm not – Saying that, I'm just saying it pains me. I, I hate hearing this guy having to deal with this. And I'm not even a huge Bill fan. Well, yeah, I, you have too, way too much emotion in it. I don't know. I, lo- I feel at it. I look at it as an entertainment piece. So I, well, I respect I, him I, as a coach. I, I, I respect him as. I, I'm sorry. Andy just threw out a thought that included Bill Belichick and entertainment. That's what it is. Time. He's an entertainment piece. <laughs> I like the guy. He was nice enough to get to me at one point in my career, but I just. It is what it is. I mean, it's part of the game. God, people get hired and fired left and right. I mean, you sit back and you're like, I, I don't know. What was I? I was thinking about something. One of our other GMs, at 50 GMs that have come through here in the last 10 years. Like, oh, I wonder how that would have worked out. Not not here at the was, radio ranch. No, 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 no. We've you got the super poop on. Lucky We're lucky on to that. have him. Yeah. No, I was like, I don't know. I was just thinking over the weekend about John Dorsey. And, you know, I wonder what would have happened if he had stuck around and what what this team would look like if that was the case. I don't know. Yeah, I think about know. that every once in a you while. You never know. Because, I, I mean, I would have been what happy if, if he What if Ray Farmer would have stuck? We'd that have a quarterback and 17 running backs and no wide receivers. And how many books would he have told us that he had been writing? He had huh. read. That's good. Not how writing, many people right. off the bottom of the Seattle Seahawks practice roster would he have ended up with on this roster? Wow. How yeah. many sub-five-foot wide receivers would this team have? Tell me you have another would Bill we, comment that's going to make me sad. Would we know how Let's to make Jeff make, cry. I like that. Would we know how to make a cup of coffee? All right, well. No, no, no. I mean, normally we make Jeff Thomas do it. Let's have a new segment. Let's make Jeff cry. Let's make Jeff cry. Let's make Phelps cry. (laughs) All right, well, then buy me some time. Hang on. Oh, you've got some good depressing ones. Well, I mean, I figured that. He did a press conference at 7.30 in the morning. I mean, I figured. Have you ever heard of a press conference at 7.30 in the morning, Jeff? No. All right. 
Bill asked, you still with the Patriots? I'm going to do everything I can every day to do the best I can to help our football team. That's what I've always done. It's never been any different for me in my career. I learned that lesson from my dad growing up. Oh. You work for the team that you're working for and do the best you can for them. Until oh. somebody tells you different. Oh. Now you did make me cry. Are you tearing I learned up? that lesson from my dad. Can't they fire him on Father's Day or something? Oh, my God. You guys are the worst. <laughs> can, I, can I tell you? The guy's made a ton of cash. I, He's had an amazing career. It's hard for me to feel bad for him. He was asked if he needs to worry about Robert Kraft. Yeah, I'm going to focus on what I am going to control and focus on, and that's my work ethic and my effort to do what I can to help the Patriots organization, which I'm heavily invested in. In fact, after this press conference, on, I'm going man. online. I'm going to go buy this a new, gonna buy a a new hoodie. I'm dabbing a tear. Can I, can I give you a fun little thing? Well, we, I got Bill, one. No, no, we're depressed. You got one we're, more? Yeah. I got one more for you. Oh, good. Great. Bill ends the press conference the way you would expect Bill to end a press conference. I'm on the think Given the, the public nature of the discussion around the team and you specifically. Just wondering if he's given you any indications about your future because there's been so much discussion about it, Bill. I've answered that question three times. Thank you, Coach. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> All right. That one didn't make me cry. When Bill was here. I'm on to bingo. Remember, Bill had had some history here. His, his mom had gone to school here, and his dad had been around. I think he's, didn't his dad coach at Hiram or something? It was, there was something like that. But Bill's dad, Steve Belichick, mm-hmm. who was the longtime Naval Academy assistant coach, mm-hmm. was around the Browns. And you know how Bill is. I mean, we just heard how Bill is. Yeah. Bill's dad. Hey, fellas, how you doing? No way. It's good to see you. Hey, yeah, great. It's, oh, this is awesome. Bill's dad was such a nice guy, personable. He was he was the anti-Bill. He never worked for him hotel. And it's well, it's that's what stunned me most about Bill. I mean, he clearly admired his dad because he named his he named one of his sons after his dad, okay. and he followed him into the coaching profession. And his dad was the nicest fella. He was a great guy hmm. and very personable. And his son, anything but. And I, I just thought, that's really strange. When I grow up, I want to be nothing like my father. Apparently, the, that was the case. Yeah, I just think Bill is probably that guy to his circle of friends. I, mean, I enjoyed talking to his dad. Right? His dad was really a, it was a treat, man. I would bet Bill's not not so bad when he's around his friends. Just Bill and his I, friends. I guys that he could trust. that's probably true. Guys that would put their cell phones in a basket when they walk in the house. Those guys. Still in my rebellious face. I'm never going to be like my father. <laughs> I just, um, I, I'm, I'm not even sure how I want that to end. See Darth William? Is that what he you is? You know, the, the one thing I would say, Andy, <laughs> yeah. what's happened in New England? Impossible. Darth so, what, William what, is. What, what, happened, what, what has happened in New England screams for new management. That they, need, they need some fresh air. There. It screams for new management. Yeah. Uh, let's ask Randy Mueller about that. Randy's a former front office exec in the NFL. Now with The Athletic, with the Football GM Podcast with Mike Sando. He's next on Baskin and Phelps. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 